You are listening to the You Are Techie podcast, episode number 139. Welcome to the You Are Techie podcast, where it's all about growing in your techiness so you can find the tech job of your dreams. And now your host, technology learning coach, Ellen Toomey. So many moms returning to work have asked me how to get hired in a job that pays well, but also allows them to be the mom they want to be. And I've seen so many make the mistake of taking a job teaching English at 3 a.m. for $15 an hour. And that's just backward because your skills are highly valuable. And so is your time. That's why I put together free training to help you jumpstart your tech career by learning about the fields of UX design and front-end development. So you don't waste time on one more side hustle that isn't a career and doesn't give you the flexibility and income your family needs. I only offer these trainings twice a year, and it's available right now at the release of this episode. So sign up now for the helpful and interactive free training, Three Strategies to Jumpstart Your UX Design Career, or Three Strategies to Jumpstart Your Front-End Development Career. Sign up for one, the other, or both. It's all free. Go to youartechie.com slash sign up. That's Y-O-U. A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y dot com slash S-I-G-N-U-P. I'll see you there. Kitty Silvers is a UX freelancer, former OT professional, portfolio award-winning UR Techie student, and also a mom-to-be. Katie's a graduate of Western Michigan University, where she earned a bachelor's degree in interdisciplinary health services and a master's degree in occupational therapy. Katie's originally from Battle Creek, Michigan, and now resides just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina with her husband, Patrick, and her one on the way. Katie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ellen. I'm really excited to be here today. So this is fun. This is Erin's idea. So we're having a current student, and we decided to ask Katie to come on. She's a very dedicated student. She's very generous. So we would love to just hear your authentic story in your own words. Why did you decide that you wanted to break into tech? Yeah, great question. So I wanted to break into tech and specifically UX design because to me, it was just a combination of being able to use my interpersonal and soft skills that I used a lot for my OT career, as well as allowing me to be more creative in my job. Plus, I really wanted more for myself than I felt I would ever be able to obtain if I continued working as an OT. I wanted professional growth and to be able to contribute to my family's goals and UX design just seemed like the perfect fit for me with my OT background, my interest in tech and my natural abilities. That's awesome. Okay. You did not say flexibility, which I was a little bit surprised. What did you find tech to be more flexible than your previous career? Yeah, I feel like I did actually have decent work-life balance in my previous career because There, I went into a nursing home and I was able to, I left work at work when I was gone. So when I was there, you know, I really focused on my patients and all the documentation I had to do. But when I left, I could go home. But that meant, you know, I really had to decompress when I got home and just then I could, you know, talk to my husband and my sister. So tech, I love that it is very flexible. People who I know and have spoken to in tech, it just seems like a great work-life balance for them, the flexibility to work anywhere a lot of the times or just to, you know, balance family too, especially now that I have one on the way. That's really important to me now. For sure. Yeah. But I love it too. Like 
yes, flexibility, but actually you said all these other things ahead of it. So there are just different reasons that people, you know, choose it and want to pursue it. So I think that's really interesting. Can you tell us what you like most about UX design? Yeah. So thinking back to when I was first starting out and learning about UX design, I just really, I never felt scared or intimidated by the process because to me, it just seemed so similar to the OT process that I did every day, every week with my patients. So that did bring me comfort and confidence that I can do this. I love that UX is based in the research. So it's not just web design or app design based on what you like or what you find to be pretty. You know, it really involves talking to people and defining pain points and problems that the users are having. So then you can come up with solutions. And I love the design aspect of it too. So I really do love both research with interviewing, being able to connect with people still, because I've always loved connecting and building relationships with people. And then also being able to do usability testing, because like you find such valuable insight from Mm -hmm. what people are thinking. And you're like, oh, wow, like, I didn't think of that. Or like, that makes a lot of sense. And when multiple people tell you the same thing, like it's easy to make changes based on that to make it a better experience for the user. So it's really fun. Been really fun designing at Figma and just being able to tap into the creativity, which I crave. And I wasn't able to do that as much in OT as I wanted to either. So yeah. And people tell me they think it's a big change from OT to UX design when I tell them my transition. And I'm like, it's not really like the process is very similar. And, you know, doing this work every day has been very fun and exciting and very challenging, of course, but it's definitely been worth it. That's great. I love that comment too about usability testing. It reminds me of the phrase, you know, walk a mile in someone's shoes. Yeah. It's like we can look at the same thing every day, but until we have the user do it, it's a completely different experience when you see someone else use the product that that you've designed. You get such great insights into it. I love what you said about that, that it's really educational and it's not just your opinion. It's like you can really explain why decisions need to be made a certain way. Yeah, I love getting that feedback because then if I need to explain it to stakeholders or whomever, it's based in that data, that research, that it's not just my opinion. It's based on all these people that said something. And just for me, like I was doing some usability testing recently and people kept saying the same thing. But after the first person said out, like, I was like, oh my gosh, why didn't I think of that? Like, it seems so obvious, but sometimes until some other people tell you, we don't realize it. Right. There are just too many components, I think, to like to nail every aspect of the process. And so usability testing is just great because as a student, you learn so much. And as an, you know, as a UX designer, you still learn so much. It's just, you learn it, you know, every time you do it. So it's really valuable. I'd love to ask you about what has been your greatest struggle while learning tech and attempting to break in? And then kind of a two-part question, coming from a background in OT, was entering tech ever on your radar, like when you were younger or even through college? Just can you talk to us a little bit about background and struggle? Yeah, I would love to. So, okay, well, the struggles, I have had a couple, multiple, you know, but you know, I would say one of my biggest struggles was accepting myself and that it was okay for me to change careers. And part of that was in the beginning when I first started, I really felt like I was on a time crunch every minute of every day. And I felt like at the end of the day, I didn't accomplish enough. 
And this was largely due to all the productivity requirements I had in my previous career. I ended up just putting a ton of pressure on myself in the beginning of my journey. And Ellen, you've helped me so much with getting past that and just being more graceful to myself. And I would also say that because of my own limiting beliefs, I really had to grow from having a more fixed mindset to a growth mindset. And just for lack of saying this better, I really needed to get out of my own way and just, you know, see my own potential and know that and believe it. And I'm always working and learning towards bettering myself. And I know and I think you and a lot of others have seen my growth. And since I started with you, Artaki, and for sure, so happy that you know, like that I have grown so much in this past year. And I owe a lot of that to you and your program. To you, to all you. Thank you. (laughs) But and yeah, like winning the Portfolio Award is just shows how much you've been able to put into yourself and your portfolio and really how far you've come into believing in yourself. Because one of the reasons you won it is because you took design risks. It wasn't like a script. You know, you took risks and put your own creative mark on it. And I think that's a huge sign of growth. So I think that's a piece. Thank you for the credit, but the credit is yours. So did you ever think about tech? I know you did do some coding before UX design. You kind of dabbled, but what about even before that too? I dabbled. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. So growing up, I wrote a lot of short stories um, and I would tape them out on our home computer. I would draw pictures for them. Like I just loved writing and drawing, drawing in my art books. So like I always had creativeness and like a love for technology, just like using the computer, being on the computer. And then I went to college and I didn't really know what I wanted to do for a career. Like you're so young. And like, that's another thing. Like you don't need to know what you want to do for your whole life when you're 17, 18, 19 years old. But I do remember specifically, like I was on a tour one day at my community college with somebody showing me around and she showed me the computer lab. And it was just all of these guys, you know, and like they were on the computer lab. And I don't remember seeing any girls. And I'm like, well, I immediately, quote unquote, didn't feel like I belonged there because there was not that representation. And like, that's why it is so important for more women to be in tech, just to have that, you know, and I, maybe if I did see a few women in there, I would have thought like, oh, maybe like I'll go down that route. But I do wish I would have explored more. And then my dad said, oh, like you would be a good nurse maybe. So I kind of looked into nursing and started classes for that. And then I discovered like OT and just I felt like that was a better fit for me at the time. So actually, as far as tech being on my radar while working as an OT, it wasn't really because like when I first started out, I just thought like, okay, this is my career, you know, and like things weren't too bad in my job when I first started out for the first two and a half years, I'd say. And so until after that, when there were just changes in the industry and Then I started to really feel the stress and the pressure and just it was unrealistic for productivity requirements. And I didn't, you know, feel good every day when I left work. And that's not something I wanted for the rest of my life. I deserved to have a job that I really enjoyed. And I did love working with patients. So and even like writing the documentation, I didn't mind that. So it's both those pieces of working with people and being on the computer, like I can still do that with UX and it's still very similar. But yeah, you have the creative aspect as well. Yeah, even yeah. more so than I had working every day. And so initially when I quit 
OT, we were moving, we were planning a wedding and then that got postponed to COVID. But I did apply for like non-clinical jobs. A lot of OTs, speech therapists and PTs have been doing that for the past few years. And I those jobs just didn't excite me. And I didn't really know or like think that they had as much professional career growth that I was wanting. And so I just, you know, I was like, I'll keep exploring things that I might want to do, you know, and see what's out there. And if I'm going to invest in myself in upscaling, I don't want to take this lightly. You know, I really want to be sure if it's something I would want to do. So one night I was like sitting on the couch with Patrick and I told him I thought maybe coding. I thought I would like to try that. Did take some coding courses. And through that is where I even learned about UX design. So it's kind of crazy to think that just a year or so ago, I didn't even totally know what UX design. Right, right. Which is funny because that's a really common thing. People are like, hey, this coding thing pays really well. It's flexible. Let me just try it out. And then a lot of people... They're like, oh, I let me land on UX design as a result. And some people saying coding, yeah. but it's a really common thing to have happen because UX is still a newer term. Right. And I think it's becoming, you know, less so. But I did want to touch on how scary because I don't know our exact age gap, but I think we're about, I think I'm about 10 years ahead of you. So to hear that you're or more, but let's just say 10. And uh, <laughs> hear that your experience in seeing a male dominated computer lab. It's like the exact same as mine. It's just mind blowing to me. It's like, well, what happened? Not much progress, I guess. And it really is funny because I don't know why it shouldn't matter so much, but you have to overcome it. And even for me, I have a high comfort level with men probably because of sports and my dad or whatever, but I still had to overcome that because you know, I didn't really feel like any I could confide in anyone in my classes or anything like that. And I it just kind of tricky and dramatic. So I think it makes sense that, you know, weren't really drawn to it. You had to take a big risk and a leap, you know, to get to that coding class. And then, you know, that's how you found UX design. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad I used to say, you know, I wish it happened sooner. I wish I would have discovered this in college, but I'm very happy that I found it now. And, you know, like it's okay that I did another career because I gained so many transferable skills from that. That will be benefit me so much in UX design. And yeah, so I'm really happy. And I still have a lot of time to work. So there. <laughs> Absolutely. There you're you're not retiring anytime soon. Yeah. So tell us what it's like to be a UR Techie student, to be in the membership, and what made you want to join. And then also maybe what you think others could benefit from or what they might want to know about the program. Yeah. So I love being a student with UR Techie. I've really done my best to treat this program like it's my job since I started and participate as much as I can during the hot seat coaching and the portfolio views reviews, even when I just had a prototype for the first two times. So I showed that and I did it scared and nervous, but it's fun and you get such great feedback from those. So I encourage anyone that's in the program to do it because it can only help you get better. So yeah, it's just doing the hard work because it's led to results that I've seen in myself. And you really just get out of something as much effort as you put into it. So Ellen, you've really pushed me and it's been really uncomfortable and far. <laughs> it's been so pleasant and easy, right, Katie? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So 
but I'm grateful for it. And you've pushed me and like, it's only helped me grow as a UX designer. I think about, you know, like where I would be if I had gone through a different program because with things that were going on in my life at the time and just overcoming my previous career, like that trauma, you know, for lack of a better word, like I don't think that I would be in the headspace and a mindset that I am now as a UX designer. Oh, that's so sweet. I think that I love what you said about how you only get as much as you put in. And so that's one of the reasons that we picked you is because as a student, you are an exemplar. So if you're going to join the membership, I think it's important. Like Katie's a great example. She here's what it is. She raises her hand even when she's not sure and she doesn't know the answer and she it might be uncomfortable. It sounds kind of simple when I say it, but it is painful, isn't it? To like raise your hand and not be sure and not be ready. And so like, just to be clear, she showed up for the portfolio review without a portfolio and kept going. And then finally, when she had a portfolio, she won the award because she just kept showing up before she felt ready. So I think that's a good example of how to do really any program. But thank you for your kind words. That's nice. Is there anything else that you want to tell someone who's maybe considering the program, something that they should know that maybe you didn't know going in or just that you think would be a helpful tip? I know others would benefit from definitely your coaching. We all have life struggles that affect us. So that's one that I've talked about and your program does. Another one is I love that your program is self-paced. So especially for busy moms, especially who are wanting to change careers or get back into the workforce without feeling the immense pressure of having to complete projects and their portfolio, maybe in just a few months on a full-time schedule, especially if they were working full-time or part-time. That's That was a huge draw for me to join your program. And I'm fortunate that this has been able to be my full-time job. But I really wanted to join your program, Ellen, because I just was able to see you and who you are, who my mentor and coach would be. I was able to see what was offered. I researched some other of the popular boot camps there are out there, but we get feedback. I wasn't sure with other boot camps, like who would be teaching me, who would be mentoring me. Like they say that, but I was able to see your face and who you were and just connect with you on that level. It was a very personal experience. And the fact I think that our journeys, you know, from Michigan, Chicago, and North Carolina, that was just like one more way that I connected with well, you. Well, luckily I've lived in a lot of states, so a lot of people can feel that way. We've around so much. But True. I think that is a great point about the self-paced too, because you said we get feedback. So if people are wondering, I just want to make sure they understand. The way that we do it is like we offer you feedback, like there's homework due every week, but you might be doing the homework from one week where someone else is doing the homework from two weeks ago. That's okay with us. Like you just have to keep showing up and doing homework. So do you feel that part's been helpful to you? The like the feedback on your portfolio and assets? Yeah, definitely. And some weeks, I mean, my lifestyle this past year, I've traveled a lot. So some weeks I have more to show, more deliverables. Yeah. And other weeks, maybe it's just like I have some networking calls or I applied for a job and that's what I have. And I just, I get feedback on it. And I like to show more, obviously, because then I can get some more feedback from Ellen and other classmates too. We try to help each other out, of course. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good point, Katie, too. We ask you to get yeah. feedback to each other so that you guys not that's the only feedback. I just want to be right clear because I know that can happen too. Where it's like 
none of us know what we're doing or else supposed to help each other. No, we practice giving feedback so we can see multiple different apps and like see how they come out. That helped you to see other people's designs and how they work through them. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I try to look at other people's and give the feedback I can. It's, you know, like the more projects I have, I, I get busy with my own things, but I really enjoy looking at other people, seeing everyone else's success stories of how their networking's going or how their portfolios are coming along or their projects. And I also really love when you start new cohorts, Ellen, on Mondays for 10 weeks, I still get to join those calls. And yeah. I started out, this was before sometimes like we'd go into the calls. It's before I maybe even watched the videos, which I should, but sometimes I would join or even after I've gone through all of them, I still join and I can ask you the questions I have and get them answered in person. So that's been really helpful just to talk to you one-on-one and ask questions. And then also when you do your ask me anything calls, those are really helpful too. And I think hearing other people's questions can be helpful yeah. too. Number one, you just know that you're not the only one. <laughs> it's like, right? <laughs> yeah, but, I have a lot. Yeah, so that's okay. <laughs> but I think that's part of how you show up too, is like you ask a lot of questions and you get to ask about your own project, which would be great. Well, that's super helpful. Thank you for all that info. And yeah. All right. So you actually joined the program before you were a mom and now you're a free mom. That's what we call you. And so I would love to know how you view your role as a mom in tech. Yeah. Great question. So yeah, I, I keep envisioning my life as a mom in tech working in my dream job. I just, I view it as me being able to contribute to my family to accomplish our life goals. And having something that's mine and experiencing the professional growth that I've craved for so long, I view it as more freedom to just work on meaningful projects where my contributions are respected and appreciated while also being compensated for my hard work, which in turn, you know, that will be able to help me outsource certain home tests when I need and want to, because that's one of my goals. So I can just focus on my work and my future children and be a present parent for them. And also just to be a positive influence for my daughter on the way. And Are you having it a girl? Yeah. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. Oh, that's great. I just found it out. Uh, I love surprises. <laughs> I just want to show her that she can accomplish the goals that she sets for herself, just like I have done and I'm doing now. Oh, that's really beautiful. Okay, what advice do you give to a woman who's considered career in tech? And specifically in UX design. Yeah, I would just say to start learning and doing projects in a way that works best for you, whether that's a program that can, that'll help guide you or self-learning. Just keep building on your skills and your portfolio. Start, start networking. Oh, yay. I'm so happy you said that. (laughs) Yeah, definitely start doing that sooner rather than later. So you can just connect with others in the field and be open to feedback because that will help you become a better UX designer, and just know that there are many opportunities and avenues for this career path. And whether it takes you less than a year to make the transition or a few years, like if you keep working towards your goal of being a UX designer, it will eventually happen. Just keep working at it and also work very hard to not compare your journey to anyone else's because we all have our own unique abilities and experiences and transferable skills that will be beneficial to us as UX designers and for our future employers. 
Katie, thank you so much for coming on the Your Techie Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Alan. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to sign up for the UR Techie email list. Imagine being in the tech job of your dreams. Join me to get the strategies, training, and never-ending support to get hired. Sign up at URTechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I'll see you next time.